not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my God, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. Get along. Terror, horror, death. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no side. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Everybody. What's up, Brain Trust? Hope y'all are well. Uh, recording this right now from Denver at Comedy Works, where I am performing tonight through Saturday at the Comedy Works South Club. You can get tickets right now at benglebe.com right there on the homepage. If you're anywhere near Denver, please come out and support the shows. Um, I keep intending on finally doing a completely silly episode of the podcast without any political nonsense to bog our brains down with and then it's impossible i recorded a completely silly thing with justine marino my dear friend at justine machine on twitter um who's opening for me in denver and just did in sacramento just after the show you can hear what it's like comics just unwinding after a show were we sober i don't have a comment as to the answer to that it's up to you to judge your own judgmental self don't judge us why are you judging us How would you judge me like that? Don't judge me. Let me be a man. Why did I scream? I'm sorry about that. Point is, I did it. We recorded it. It's about 22 minutes or so of pure post-show kazoo-infused silliness. And also some weird drama unfolded at the club at the end of – during that as well, you will hear. But then my parents picked me up at the airport, as they often do, your guys' favorite guests here on the podcast. And – um. We started talking politics, as we always do, so I grabbed the phone, pulled out the recorder, and started recording, and so this podcast will also start with some politics, a fairly serious uh, 25 or so minute political debate with my parents in the car driving home from LAX, and it'll immediately transition at the end of that into some pure, unadulterated silliness with also scary shit and kazoo. I think I've pretty much set up what needs to be set up here. Check out Idiot Test every Thursday, 10 and 10.30, new episodes, and... Uh, Come in and see a Day to the Glebe Squad tour coming at you soon to Atlanta and St. Louis and Tampa and other cities being added every day. Every damn day. All right, so here's me and my mom, Ziva, and my dad, Nate, at Nate Dog Dodger on Twitter. Talking, talking politics, as you do with your parents, and not agreeing, as you do as well. Enjoy, and then the other thing will happen, and then the thing will end with the ending. I know, I just started the recording too low. I was just criticizing Trump for this attack that on the Syrian base that once it's revealed that he intentionally did not hit the runways and the thing was up and running again 16 hours later. It seems to me it was a completely cynical ploy just to make political points to distract the country from all these mounting scandals about him and his administration. You guys are saying that you, what? It was beyond, it was beyond, it was a symbolic thing to say that there's certain things I'm not going to tolerate, and when you break the Geneva Convention on use of chemical 
things, that's crossed the line. And I and it does mean not does not mean that I necessarily me being Trump want to have uh, uh, Assad out. It just means that I want people to know there's certain things that I'm not going to tolerate. And and then while the Chinese guy's there, I'm also saying, hey, listen, top of the Chinese leader, you tell you tell uh, your influence on North Korea, you don't want to mess with us. Because now I'm having all our, our naval presence in that area, and let them wonder now. There's no more talking. Obama talked, and Obama didn't back it up. This time, I talk, and if I yeah, I did change my mind within two days. That's my prerogative as president, and I did, and I minimized the the loss of life. And now you mess with us, there's going to be some consequences now, and that's why it's a tremendous move. It's a symbolic move. Don't fuck around because there's going to be consequences for that, perhaps. And I didn't do anything crazy. I didn't do anything that got us into World War III. It's a warning shot. And all the guys that I surrounded me with, with people like McMaster, which most people, as you may or may not know, like McMaster a lot, he's very reasonable. And so that's the deal. And now you go. And obviously, if I have other issues that I did bad, you know, who I am, then that day will come to roost. But the point is, you got to give the guy credit. He did a ballsy move. What's ballsy about it? What's ballsy about it? That he he, he made something to show that you don't fuck with us. How's it ballsy? It's not new for America well, to attack places. No, is, based on what's the, ballsy based about on it? the based on the illegality of breaking that what I just referred to a minute ago by saying that you couldn't uh, use the, the that if it, that I'm not going to take any any chemical use. And that got to me. It really blew my mind. I felt okay, very sad. but I'll say again, I take your point. It's a decent point that even if Trump's an idiot and did these things half cynically or all cynically, it might be a smart move politically to put, to some degree, Russia on notice and North Korea on notice and, and all of that. But you can't overdo the credit you give the guy and say... He's moved cynically and by that bullshit when he knew the day before when he said he could live with them that the man gasses his own people. But I had he to change didn't see the heart. videos before I saw them, but our president didn't see them. Okay, so I, I wasn't tipping my hand. I always said that I would never show you. I'm not going to be like Obama. I'm not going to telegraph my moves. So in the great acting thing, because I'm part of Screen Actors Guild, I'm not going to telegraph the move. He let and them know 90 minutes only, before the attack and, and let the Russians know. It was very clever to let the Russians not get involved. And we're getting let the Syrians know 90 uh, minutes before. Well, so he's not going to telegraph his moves except directly tell the people listen, he's attacking? Why don't you give him credit for not knocking out the, the whole area where, where the chemical stuff was stored? He didn't knock that out. Did you know that? Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do that? Because there could be a lot of deleterious effect on the environment. When that thing goes up... Also, why are there still chemical weapons? What, didn't Obama get rid of, supposedly, all the supposedly. chemical weapons in, in Syria? See how effective that was? Yeah. That never well, made any sense. Guy. How do you ever know how much chemical weapons a place has? So you don't know. You don't know that. Okay. Uh, now I would like to say what I said before, because I thought it was so perfect what I said. <laughs> that uh, we always preach, we, the, the supposed left, and I'm as left as they as they come. I'm not, uh, but you are. We 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 always preach that uh, oh we can't forget the people. It's about the American people. Don't forget that it's about the American people. Not so much about who is the ruler, but whom he's, he's ruling. 
and uh, so let us not forget you know we can't just sit around and everything that we know Trump is an asshole we know Trump is, is all of those narcissistic horrible bad things and, and he is like that he will forever be like that he treats the country as though it's his own enterprise and, and runs it like a mafia puts his whole family up there we know all of that boom 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 uh, I'm not going to repeat it however Within that, who he is and what, what we know about him and we hate about him, we are allowed to be thankful for small favors. He did something that, in my opinion, you can object, but in my opinion, was a good symbolic act. And you can say that this good symbolic act is not good enough, or uh, he's trying to help Russia, or he's trying to, to help whomever it is. Uh, maybe. But, as I said before, before you recorded the conversation, that uh, it goes back to the discussion of uh, when, when you have a charity for a hospital or something. Uh, some people want to give so much money, but they want their name on a plaque in the front of the, the uh, building. Other people want to give in, in quiet and, and never to have their name. Now, of course, it's nicer to get the charity and to get the money because it goes for good use. Now, would you rather not get the money and, uh, unless it, the man removes his, his name or you will take the money with, and put his name on the building? I will take the money. I'll say thank you. Put his name and make the good use of the money. And here, Trump, whom we despise and so on and so forth, did something that could be very good, not only uh, to warn uh, Russia, not only to warn Syria, not only to warn um, North Korea, but also to a little bit boost the morale of the people here, to make us feel, it, it helped me, and I'm sure I'm not alone, to make us feel that, that here we, make some, we take some uh, steps toward humanitarian uh, well-being, that we do show the world that we care. We do show that we are not complete animals, that we have some humanity left in us. And when, when we put our foot down, when it comes to chemical weapons against uh, his own people, and we say, oh, this up to here, this is not going to happen again, because this is illegal. All his actions are immoral, but this was illegal, and we took a step, and I like it, and I'm happy for it. And, and, and so why not take out the runways? I don't know uh, enough because, details about that. Because he didn't. Maybe he didn't want. Maybe they didn't want to because they didn't want to create a war. Maybe right. they didn't want they to. But I don't know why. But but it was a warning shot, and as a warning shot, it made me feel better. It should make all of us feel yep. better. Okay. Look, I don't agree. It should make all of us feel better. I take your point that there may be some benefits. Again, I'll say foreign policy wise to this, but I think there are also some large negatives that I'm not saying that doing this weakened our position in the world. I agree. It was a strong move overtly, but I'm just simply saying don't fall for Trump's bullshit just because he's saying that this is a warning shot, just because he's saying he's being tough. Look a little bit. Don't be so swayed by these by these bombs like Farid Zakaria is and instantly think it's the most beautiful, no. smart thing in the world. Even McCain no, no, no. thought this no, was a no. great move. McCain likes military action. I don't know what's this tirade against Farid Zakaria I've is. Never heard but, of any uh, I really, I listen to him a lot and I like him very much and I respect him to no end. He's a plagiarist, but other than that, I he never heard We watch news a lot, we've never heard that. Okay, Google it. Okay, we will. But uh, he 
he says he says things that I agree with and he said exactly word for word expressed my opinion so I I like to quote him agreeing with what I'm saying and I knew you were going so then go there what's the question on the air yes well just go where you want to go you said you knew where you were going I always go and I feel that it's not about being swayed but by what Trump says. I couldn't care less what Trump says. I despise Trump. I despise the fact that, that he's okay, my president. Okay, no, but you cut off my point here. I was just mid-sentence about Fried Zakaria. What I'm saying is despite... I'm just say, I'm just suggesting people don't fall for Trump's bullshit simply because there were these big fancy bombs that knocked... At, as a warning shot, because you also have to look still. I'm not a, disagreeing that, that from, again, for the third time, for a foreign policy perspective, there may be benefits. But you guys both seem to be saying this was a great move from Trump. No, in and itself. As, as in and of itself, it's a separate point. But you both, it's not true. You texted me, good day for Trump, right. huh? Yeah. And so what I'm saying... you say, got rid of Bannon also from the so national... So what system. I'm saying to you is, if you look more detective style at the details of what the man does if you look at his tweet even i just read an article about this you can see how he is still lying about why he's doing these things because he tweets defensively right because he can't ever hide anything so he defense shows all of his cards and he defensively tweets against people's criticizing why he didn't take out the runways he says i didn't he says, the reason you don't often take out runways is because they are easily fixable. You just, you just pour and top off, using like construction terms. So I guess you pour more concrete and top it off, right. which was then disproven by all these generals saying, no, actually you do take out runways if you want, if you want to disable a base. So point being, even there, if, if in fact it is what you were saying and his goal was not to take out the runways, but what was to be a warning shot, that's what he would say. He would say, I of course could have taken out runways, but I didn't want to disable yet the base. I wanted to give them a warning shot. But he shows his cards and he says, actually I intentionally didn't because I wanted to create harm, but harm wouldn't be the runways, which it wouldn't be what his generals told him because they are all, all former generals now are saying that's not what you do. So he's showing that he just, he, so, so he's lying in that. He's lying saying he didn't take out the runways because it wouldn't be a lot of damage that would be hard to recover from. So my point is you still have to keep a very critical eye and realize the guy is full of shit. And even in this attack, hopefully, yes, there are some benefits for our country and it does put other people on, on notice because we have not much, we don't have a president that's going to be capable of scaring people with his words and his demeanor other than his erraticness. But I'm just saying keep a very... No critical eye about the things he says and does time. despite that. Yeah, we do, but I want to say that when Dad, texted, uh, when Dad texted to you, good day for Trump, yeah, it is a good day for Trump because yeah. something something that was done under his government and, and his generals um, ma- made people happy about that. So it is a good day for Trump. It's his administration you, and it's his government. Uh, the same thing... Basis. The same thing with regards to Bannon, as we said. Yeah, wasn't that, that great? Uh, 
you can't just say what he got uh, he pushed a little bit he demoted a little bit this horrible racist yeah he's a horrible racist and all of those things Benin and he had him at a very very all powerful all almighty position and now he demoted him and that in itself is a good thing I'm glad that Benin is lower on in the rank than higher in the rank that he has less to uh, influence than more influence Agreed. I concede that point. I 100% of course also want him with less influence. I just recoil when it sounds as though you guys are giving Trump credit for keeping a guy who should has no place in the White House whatsoever still there. And then no. dad says, well, he's the guy that got you there. You have to be loyal. You no, I said I was loyal. happy. No, when I said, you, you, you're misquoting me. When you said that, when I said it was a good day, he, he eliminated him from the NSA. That means I'm listening and to And then stuff. I replied and I said, yes, but the guy, we shouldn't be so happy with Trump that he demoted a guy who shouldn't be in the White House whatsoever. And you said, but, it, but he's loyal. He's who got him in the White House. So that's why if I did a step out of removing him from a big power thing. Why not to give credit that a guy that got me elected, I'm willing to kick his ass. You still don't understand my point. Despite certain things should be beyond the pale. Certain no. things should be it, beyond a discussion of, oh, I'm going to demote him slightly. It, no, not slightly. It's been in, in our White House. What's to stop him from firing him completely? Why it might be happening soon. If you've been following well, what's going so. lately, he's having ba battles with Jared. And there is some issues where he might be on the way and out. Supposedly they buried the hatchet now, and he's probably not. No, because Trump way out. was saying, uh, "Enough with you guys, stop it." It's Rome wasn't built in a day. And my point about the loyalty—do you still not understand my point for you and your followers? I don't understand. What okay, here's a guy that got me elected. Yeah. And now, through slowly but surely, I'm taking some steps to give him a lot more and more power. So what is bad less about and less that? Power you yeah. If if I keep on trying to eliminate him from being so powerful, and that means I'm going to be more rational in my approach by listening to other people, how is that bad? Here I'm supposed to be Mr. Loyal. If I was loyal like a Nazi, then I would what just. I'm supposed to be Mr. Loyal. Everything he says is lies and bullshit. So why does the loyalty one have to not be a lie? So why in his whole I campaign, getting... he said he wouldn't get involved in places like Syria unless it was directly America's interest yeah. being threatened, and the ISIS was our only concern there. And that's why they were willing a day earlier to to back Assad things. again and be okay with Assad. And so the next day, to, to distract from everything, he decides to go and bomb them? That's conjecture. We don't understand. Listen, he might still be very bad with the Russia thing, but the deal is you take a baby step and you congratulate it. I don't understand you. Why do you make it seem... Why do you congratulate Because if he hadn't done this event, you're just as hard on him if he hadn't done this event that if he had done the event. And I'm willing... That's not being rational. Because... No, if, I agree with you Okay. I it, don't... It, but you don't use the word congratulate. You no, can no, no. say this is a can move I, can that I put, was positive maybe for our country. Can I and put you don't con congratulate right. the evil asshole. Can I put congratulating quotes? Will yes. that make you happy? That makes me love, and love that's better. why when I gave you the tweet... I was happy for that day, which I thought would text make you happy. Me. Yeah, text. And there's way too much emphasis on these fucking tweets from anyone. Agreed. Apparently, Rachel Maddow's show, she stopped covering his tweets oh, and her ratings ridiculous. soared up. Really? They said her philosophy now is very smart on, on, on the show. And I've been saying it for a while, too, is we have to stop acting like him saying and tweeting crazy things is a surprise. It's exactly what we exactly. expected him to do. So we get it. So, he does it. So her show doesn't anymore react to the things his White House says, only the things they do. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly it's what tweets, for Christ's sake. Tweets. 
It's so not Procl Declaration of Independence, it's tweets. <laughs> so if, True. So if you do, if you do indeed uh, take into account Left here. only what the government does, as opposed to what the government says it does or will do, uh, then we are stepping into the right direction. Uh, Lowering Bannon, hopefully, will be completely removed. Right. But at least he's not an almighty and all powerful. That's no, one thing. And the other thing that is way. that when when he makes a show of Thank power, you. a show of strength in Take the Middle man. East against you, someone right? who is so inhum inhumane, we should be happy about well, that. I agree. I was Nothing happy wrong about with that. being happy about good things. I agree. Even if they come from this horrible Thanks thing. For but sure. The horribleness stays in its place. But if you get good things come along with it, I do feel privileged to have them happen. Yes. Well, privilege is a strong word again. I hope you're putting that in quotes too. Okay, I'll, I need to, we need to wrap this conversation up then. Sweet green might be an option right there, if salads at least. Um, we'll just pull over in a second and wrap this conversation up so we can get a bite before I go to this uh, table read for this movie at Sony, which is where my dad is driving me to as my parents pick me up from the airport, as they always do because they're very lovely. Um, I hope the word privilege is in quotes because again, my only point here is that yes, it's good when things get less bad. But you don't give somebody bad credit for being less bad. No, no. We can't allow him to intentionally set the lowest bar in history for the presidency this is, this is and then celebrate and praise him when he becomes from negative 200 human to negative 190 human. But he still had the best, he had the best couple of days that he's had. Good. So I'm going to celebrate that. Okay. Whatever, whatever that means. And this is true for normal people, you're right. Uh, it's no, it shouldn't be celebrated and shouldn't be, uh, people shouldn't be feeling privileged. Acknowledge to, uh, it, today. acknowledge But uh, I am a very optimistic person and I'm a very happy person. And I, I had very little reason, uh, not in my private life, which is amazing, but in, in politics, uh, political life around me in my country, I had very little reason to uh, feel privileged and happy and, and to celebrate things. So when they do, I do feel privileged. I, I have a good chance to, to feel yay. And I haven't said yay in so long. With and you rained on my parade. So, hey. <laughs> I agree with that. So I am feeling privileged and, and that's just my personal being. My It's me, the I like person. That. I agree so. with that. I think we should at least allow ourselves to breathe a little easier when yeah. things go like that. Yes, it's a good It'll thing. And, and really, uh, we, we've gotten so used to being angry at bad things and we are so comfortable with being angry at bad things and, and we try to up one another in, in oh I hate him more, oh, I, oh I despise him, I can't stand him I, and, and it's all good and, and wonderful and terrific but, but it's also, you know, the things that you say, the words that you say if you keep on saying them, they do affect your well-being they do affect your state of mind, they do affect I where agree. you are and I don't want to keep on using those words. Did you find that spot? Yeah, but I have a nice spot Sunday. here. Maybe that's but here I'm cleaner. And I good. do want to 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 enjoy uh, my well-being, and I do pay much I attention agree. to words. And the words that I use, I use carefully, and I typically try to interject a few optimistic and happy uh, well, I wish you would stop words that. into things. And uh, and and I I wish everybody stopped 
constantly saying bad things. We get it. We all in we all in agreement. It's bad. Now, can we look for some good stuff? I agree completely with that, which is why I intended on last week's podcast being just entirely lighthearted for once. And then I had to end up ranting about Trump and Jacqueline joining me as I was driving home. And How was that? Was it good? Really fun. And we ended at least with jokes that some of the brain trust sent in uh, to add some levity. And then this week I intended on it being all lighthearted again. But then so many things happened such a rapid pace in this administration that I have to cover. That's what the podcast's about. So that's why I just pulled the recorder out now on the way home from the airport. But I already recorded last night with Justine Marino very funny comedian at Justine Machine One on Twitter. At, you can follow along and live tweet the rest of this episode or at Nate Dog Dodgers, my dad at Nate Dog Dodger um, on Twitter, who you just heard, and my mom, who is intelligently not on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I just, and, and by the way, I'll be with Justine Marino next weekend as well, this coming weekend in Denver, April uh, 13 through 15 at the Comedy Works South location. You can get tickets right now at benglebe.com. And I'm coming up soon to St. Louis and to um, and to Atlanta coming up later in the year, as well as Tampa, Florida. Uh, get tickets to all of it. Idiot Test still airing brand new episodes two a week every single Thursday at 10 and 10.30 on GSN. My dad making a cameo in one coming up. My mom making a cameo in one coming up. Um, and of course... Uh, you can see all of my Instagram stories every day on my Instagram. Uh, my kazoo career is blowing up. Um, and you'll hear some of that in a moment, too, when the fun portion of this week's podcast, I just recorded a very silly, stupid conversation. Some drama happens during it that you might see unfold as you listen. You won't see it because this is audio, but you'll hear it. Um, and kazoo will be involved from the Sacramento Punchline that we just finished Oi. doing last night. Just total silliness uh, to no. end this week's episode. <laughs> Yes, Father. Just a final thought. And remember, from the Gettysburg Address to wonderful oratory that we have in this country's history, we've got to get to the point where to tweet or not to tweet is not the question. We've got to keep it a lot, not thinking that the whole thing, the whole world is revolving around tweets. We've got to get above that. I don't care who the tweetor or the who the tweetee is. We need a tweetorial for how to behave in this situation. Um, and tell us your thoughts on that. Please tweet at me, at Ben Glebe. On Twitter, um, Twitter is life. That might be the opposite of the point my dad just made, but I do enjoy it as a communication medium. It just needs to be used responsibly. You should not tweet after watching Fox News for seven hours in the middle of the morning, in the middle of the night, when you're the president. At least in that scenario, we can agree. Thank you guys for another Not appearance. You. I was just in Sacramento. I love you guys too. And one of my fans came up to me after the show and... Uh, was taking a picture and said that she loves the podcast and loves especially when you guys are on. Oh, how soft. Sorry if, I, soft. sorry if I got a little hot with some profanity, but anyone that knows me knows that that comes very, very easily to me. <laughs> and now to Justine Marino and I in the green room at the Sacramento Punchline from this last weekend on Earth. Silliness already in progress. Justine Marino just said to me, have like indignantly as though she's ashamed i haven't listened to it she goes have you listened to the soundtrack for the man in the iron mask no no one has yeah no one has except this girl in the eighth grade because you were in love with leonardo dicaprio leonardo what would you play it and picture him i would play it saving you in a castle or something i guess i would would listen to it and i would kind of try and get through the whole 
soundtrack, even though the first song was like, <laughs> the only one that was vaguely upbeat. And even then it was this crazy, you know, period music. <laughs> How does it sound? It, wait, I'm going to YouTube it. Okay, YouTube it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I listened a few times to the American Beauty not the soundtrack was cool, but the it's score. Cool. I mean, that's good. But it was like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. The man, number three, Man in the Iron Mask soundtrack. <laughs> the third Apparently hit. people love it. You were ahead of your Play time. album. I was ahead of my time. Someone we're at the Sacramento Punchline. We just finished our weekend. Oh. Um, and we are about to. Is someone to... yelling? Are they? Yeah, uh, I don't want to scare you, so we're going to chill. What's happening? Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> should we call someone? Do you yeah, need my help? Is somebody acting really weird? Me when I go back to my phone, should I stay in here or should I go scare him? Who is this uh, person? Oh, no, stay. <laughs> is this a fan or is it a... Are the doors locked? Yeah. Is it yeah. a fan or a random person? He was yelling. Really? I thought he was yelling Ben. Really? I would say in here. Jesus. Lift this up? I don't know. I guess we can lift it up quickly later. That's creepy. Well, this recording made a turn for the yeah, creepy. It's like become a horror movie now. I know. Do the announcing from Universal. Oh, yeah. oh, no. oh and to your right, you'll see. Um, uh, my, oh, there's my friend George. Oh, he's swimming. Oh, I, I also have a man in the air mask. <laughs> <laughs> Into your we got a man in the iron mask jaws theme mashup <laughs> wait i think this was the good one okay yes oh no this is a commercial <laughs> <laughs> you don't know this at all dude. you're just dreaming about leo heavy <laughs> dreaming about leo for time oh, oh no beautiful wait let's the pig chase <laughs> is the name of a track see it's kind of upbeat that one's okay the Ascension. Ascension, Millennium. Corey Feldman, you guys got to see him if you get the chance. He's amazing, actually, live. I just went with Byrne, Steve Byrne, and Chris Porter, and Gareth Reynolds, and um, Tone Bell. And we had a blast. I feel and, like this isn't in the order. Well, that's a shame. It's a damn shame, Justine. I know. Do you have any gum? I know you do. It's. I have more uh, at the place. Am I not allowed to chew gum on my diet? It has fake sugar in it. Maybe it was this one. Raul and Christine, is that fucking... I think it was this Phantom one. Phantom of the Opera? No. Those are characters in Phantom of the Opera. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I know nothing about this movie other than Leo's in it. Maybe this was my jam. <laughs> you don't even know which one's your jam. Can't be your jam if you don't know which one it is. I thought it was number that one. That's a good progression, though. Now, Surrounded couldn't be the main track. That's like background shit. Yeah. I think we're okay, but it was fucking weird. Who was that? What, what was it? Some raging 
Was he yelling pissed, Ben? Pissed what kind of person? I don't know. I don't think he was yelling. Well, I don't think he was yelling Ben. I couldn't hear because I had the music so For a loud. second, I thought he was yelling Ben. Also, are you playing? That was Jim Carroll. Yeah. Are you playing the soundtrack from Basketball Diaries? No, I had <laughs> damned radio on. Oh. And that song always comes on. Another like, Leo song. Yeah. Movie. I know. Yeah, I love that song. I, I know, me too. Movie. Me too. Yeah. Thank I never you. saw it. Movie kind of, you need to see that movie. Oh, it's so It'll good. Fuck you up. It really? will. But have you seen Requiem for a Dream? Yeah, parts of Just, it. It's sad heroin shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, that, that sounds like a fun movie. Yeah. I For some reason, I always get. Have you ever seen, uh, what is it, Jesus' Son? With is that with Billy Crudup? Yes. Yeah, I I that's feel a pretty dark. Yeah, I a long too. time ago. Yes. Here's the, that's the kind of movies you're gonna do when your last name is Crudup. That's <laughs> not a that's a dark name. It is. That's really one of the you gotta admire his level of success he's reached with the last name Crudup. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Billy Crudup. It's so funny. Um, we just started recording my podcast. Three minutes ago, right when all that intrigue happened. It's still recording Wait, right now. A, are we recording a podcast? Yeah, yeah I didn't even oh, tell Justine. He didn't. I was talking about how I had the Man in the Iron Mask soundtrack because I was a big Leo fan. <laughs> and it inspired me to start recording immediately. To the Man in the Iron Mask. Play another track. That's play, really funny. play a hot chance. She would listen to this. I had the, and I still listen to the soundtrack for Labyrinth because I love David Bowie, but that's not. As Wait, you have to see this. Oh, what? what it what? says Dance Magic oh, Dance. Yeah. What is it? Let me see. It says Dance Magic Dance. Is that dance from Labyrinth? Dance. You don't know that. No, I've never seen Labyrinth oh, either. Ben. I'd love to you're, see it because you're I, fired. By the I way. love tiny like, silver balls. Oh my god. Dumb joke, right? So dumb. Um, this is a hot but, track. For, wait, I'm gonna play Dance Magic Dance for you. You can't fire me. The, the weekend's already over. That's true. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> Um, Kazoo life, y'all. Yo, I love the Ace of Base. <laughs> Thank you. That was Listen, so good. I'm a Kazooberty worldwide. Um. Love this song. Dance, I, magic dance. Yes. David Bowie. Yep. From Labyrinth. 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 It's a weird word to read and say. Try and pronounce all the letters there. What? Labyrinth. 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 My name is Labyrinth. David Bowie looks so dope in this. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Had me a blast. Met a boy, cute as can be.
so funny because we sang the first and last lines of that song. <laughs> That's about all it needs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so we just finished Sacramento Punchline three nights. And next weekend, you and I are playing Justine Marino at Justine Machine on Twitter. Yes. That's just a machine one on Instagram. Mm-hmm. The number one at the end. The number. Um, follow her everywhere and live tweet with us, you crazy dandies. Thank you. Yes, we're, please. We're going to be in Denver. We're going to be the Denver Comedy Works South. The South location. Club. Really good restaurant there and great comedy. Next weekend, which is this weekend, which is, I mean, this weekend, sorry. So 13th through the 15th. The 13th through 15th of the, of the great... Month April in the year of our Lord, 2017. 2017. So come and share your weed with us. <laughs> By weed, she means weeds of knowledge. Weed distributing <laughs> thoughts of weed. Grains of sand, like <laughs> thoughts through the hour dust. These are the days of our lives. Our lives! Yeah. Better left unseen. Could have seen the rain. This is a really musical heavy podcast. It really is. <laughs> but I'd had to read. Little Garth Brooks for everybody. I promised people, I promised myself I didn't tell people a very silly, fully silly, non uh, president rump podcast. That's what I'm going to start calling them. Yeah. But uh, so I'm not going to mention them. So here we are. Okay. Believe me. (laughs) Not going to even mention them, okay? You don't have to mention them. Don't. When someone's a god, okay? You don't have to mention them. (laughs) They're just. All-knowing, yes. okay? Just all-knowing, that's all. Oh, It's very bad, though. <sighs> I don't mean to yawn. <laughs> <laughs> that's so rude. You're doing an impression, and I just yawned. You wouldn't be the first. <laughs> How about Kirk yawned once during the podcast? Really? Hmm. That's so funny. But I had him there at like 11.30 at night, and we were talking for like two hours, mm. and he didn't even know why he was there, and he showed up, and... Was hilarious, mm. but tired probably a little yeah. bit. Just like me, I'm the Bob Odenkirk of podcasts. People have often said that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I get all the time. People are like, "Her and uh, Bob Odenkirk, <laughs> Justine Machine." Very eerily, eerily, eerily reminiscent, eerily reminiscent of Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk, the, the Swedish though. actor. Sure. Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> Bob, you're Laird and Kirk. He's a star of Bjorn and Kjartir. Do we have to walk back to the hotel? Probably. Oh, but with that weirdness? That's a good point. Yeah, I don't think we I should. We shouldn't, probably. I'll ask Lisa if she can call us a ride. Okay. Or I can just call an Uber, I suppose. Can you take us across the street? <laughs> oh, we should have somebody for a ride from here. You're yeah, right. I yeah, think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did our friend go? Did he leave? Who? The one who drove us home. Oh, Coburn. No, I don't know. I don't know if he's here or not. I haven't seen him tonight since the beginning. Anyway, our point is please get tickets right now. Yeah, get tickets and give us rides home. At, <laughs> at bengleeb.com. <laughs> and if you can give us a ride home, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, uh, hashtag Gleeb Squad. I got to thank you all for always supporting me and everything I do. And I was telling Justine that the Gleeb Squad actually started. I don't know if I've said this a lot on the podcast. When I was on the high school football team, I was a junior, and the seniors on the team, the star receivers, I was a third-string receiver, didn't get a lot of playing time. <laughs> Second-string, third-string quarterback. But the point is, I was a receiver at the time, and the seniors that were the stars loved the name Glebe so much they started calling themselves Glebe. They would literally like pass each other on the so field and be weird. like, 
Glee, what up? So weird. So they would tell strange. people to bring signs to the games that go Glee, but they meant themselves. Yeah. And then they started the Glee Squad, and I wasn't in it. You had to ask to be. I had to it. ask to be in it. In fact, if memory serves, I believe it does. They even like made me like initiate into it. It wasn't bad because I was already Glee, but like mm. they were like, all right, run, run like five routes, catch five dope passes, and you're in the Glee Squad. Because then the Glee Squad was like dope receivers. Yeah. You didn't have athletic talent. You yeah. couldn't just fuck around. Yeah. They're like, run five dope routes, catch a ball. But they kept them simple because I was Glee. How are you going to keep me out? Yeah, you can't. So did they get inspired to call themselves Glee's from you, right? Exactly. So, come but, on. I, I ended up printing hats for three of us. So Embroidered fun. hats. I still own mine. Amazing. The Glee Squad. So that's how our ass started. And the Be Gleebers, of course, just started as an intense desire to prove my rivalry complete once and for all with Jay Beebs. The Beliebers, yes. I've become a Belieber myself. We don't have to fight each other. Have you always had a rivalry with the yeah. JBs? Yeah. Yeah, I know you guys are similar. We've had a rivalry for a long time. Drake and I are cool. He understands that... That you're the it's greatest up, rapper. It's up for debate who's a better rapper between <laughs> us, but I'm a better ping pong player, and he knows that. That's true. I beat him twice in a row, and the podcast listeners are aware of that. The they brain know. trust is fully scooped in. They know that. I beat Drake twice in a row. You know, so... So much so that, you know, first game when I first got to 20, he goes, he goes, we playing Candles on a Serve? And I'm like, sure, Drake, we can do that. What? Oh, that's her. Everything's So fine. paranoid. No, that guy was fine. so crazy and creepy. I'm glad I didn't see him, but I would have protected you ladies. Don't worry. Oh, thank you. I love that you were like, should I go scare him? <laughs> yeah. I was not afraid of some random drunk dude. Would you guys like a ride back to that? That would, that be, would be amazing. Superb. We just realized... I was going to say we could walk, but then with the... With crazy fucks out? Yeah. Right. That's what makes it a little creepier. You just don't judge me by my messy car. Oh, no worries. He got but like, mind. here's what I would say. Like, if, if the guy came up, I would just get in his head. I'd be like, actually, sir, uh, don't be so crazy. I'm the police. He'd be like, yeah, right. I'd be like... <laughs> and he'd be like, what the fuck? The cops. I don't, even, I don't even look like a car, but if you're drunk enough, maybe he buys it. All right. Maybe he's like, this is a cop car after me. <laughs> totally. A talking cop car, bro. You know, there's there's possibilities. Here's the thing. I'm really good with the kazoo. You are. I'm like kind of preternaturally gifted at the kazoo. And I don't want to brag. But that's you're, what America's saying, not me. They're saying. And they're also saying they're going to come out for three nights of glory. Comedic glory at the Comedy Wars. They do say that. They're writing about that in all the papers. All the papers. All of them. I did an interview with Colorado Springs Go section of their newspaper. Look in the article. They're going to print that. The people are saying that. Yeah, and, the, and that Colorado Springs doesn't lie. That Colorado Springs doesn't lie. Sorry. Podcast guest extraordinary, just like Bob Odenkirk, everybody. Hi, I'm the Bob Odenkirk of pod- oh, podcasts. Podcast. <laughs> she hiccups during. <laughs> I'm hiccuping. You're falling apart, Gina. I'm You're pulling. tearing me apart, Lisa. Uh, Name the movie. Uh, the Room. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. You haven't seen it? It's really fun and weird. And you got to see it at that theater where, the, where Tommy Wiseau, the creator of it, it's like the world's worst movie. He comes and he takes questions and he holds some pictures. I don't know about that, though. The world's worst movie, I thought, was Troll. Yes, okay. we're just waiting just, for you. I'm just going to pee for two seconds. So of I'm course, going. you can pee for longer than that. I will, take, I will take a little bit longer, actually. I really underestimated that. Imagine if I peed for two seconds. Let's go. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. But it is a good time to end the podcast. And I wanted this to be also silly and short as F. Um, so I'm going to end it on that note. First time I've ever ended the podcast. 
for having to go pee. And I'm entitled after six years. Right. After, I've held it for six years, you guys. It's an appropriate time for me to go pee. But I will, uh, I have to leave you, of course, with, with a kazoo solo before I pee. Because I owe you that much as a listenership, as a brain trust, as my dear friends, as the Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Friends of Benefits, the big Glebers in all of us, the Glebe Squad, the Glebe Mob, the Glebe Nation, the Glob. Yeah. What should I end it with? Just a toot. What? A toot of the kazoo. Just one toot? A toot or a toot. A toot. No, it's got to be a cool-ass solo at the end. Yeah. What song? Well, I don't know. Should we do the song in the car? I'll just hold the peeing then. Yeah, yeah I can do it while walking. But then I'm going to call attention to this drunk asshole that we're leaving because I'm going to be playing a kazoo. Yeah. That's the only problem. Um, that was so weird. It was weird. I've just dropped all my comedy notes. Oh, yeah. I don't, I mean, he went down that door. I'm taking the Pellegrino. Okay. Yeah. Yo, Jay, I'm taking that Pellegrino if you want to take yours. Oh, yeah. Or don't, but I'm taking mine. No, I'll take it. Um, oh, and we'll go out the front. Okay. Is there a particular song you would enjoy hearing on the kazoo to take the podcast out, say, Lisa? You're daring me apart, Lisa! I would say apart from Man of the Unmasked. <laughs> You're the only one that knows that. I love so many songs that I can't think of any, you know? It's, it's um, often a problem. There's too many, yeah. What are, what are I... I'm just gonna hear what I'm gonna do then. Elton John's um, that song. I have a funny story about Elton John. Please. Um, so my uncle, this is very random, but my uncle uh, was best friends with him when I was. What? Yeah, my that's uncle, incredible. They were like really best friends. My uncle, um, Elton, had my uncle and his wife at the time's anniversary party on his houseboat. So I was what? on Elton John's houseboat no. as a five-year-old, and when I met him, I barely remember this, but when I met him, apparently I was like, what do you do? And he said, well, I play the piano. And I said, are you any good <laughs> as a five-year-old? You were a snarky I, kid. I was. I was a snarky bitch even then. <laughs> I know. It was cool. Are you any good? And what did he say? I think he laughed and was like, uh, you be the judge. And, and then I think he played later. But That's cool. Yeah, they were best, best friends. I can't even think of what... Oh, yeah, Can You Feel the Love Tonight is one yeah, of my favorites. Yeah, that's a good but You might need to hold this yeah, from the play because it. I need my arms to play a proper kazoo. You know I love anything from The Lion King. <laughs> mm-hmm. And your one you do is the classic, but I'm, I'm a fan of this one. Yeah, no, that's a good one, too. All right, stand still. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, it's, it's there's a calm surrender. Oh yeah. To the hush of day. Someone's gonna start from there. I'm gonna drop it down an octave. Tonight, tonight, tonight. <laughs> 
It's enough for this right now on the road. Leave the very best. It's enough to make kings and vagabonds leave the very Antes de la semana, antes de la semana, próximo. Esto. Fuera bien. El último semana del mundo. That's cool. People should download it and everything else they heard during this podcast because. Please support the stuff. We only play it because it's life and we truly enjoy it. <laughs> Or we stumble into it and, and it's just like so-so. But these ha we happen to enjoy tonight. Yeah. Goodbye, I love you. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.